0: Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Remote. We have Vance. Hi, Vance. How you doing? Good. How are the squirrels?
1: Um, uh, they are uh,
0: everywhere. Everywhere. Good. And Todd. Hi, Todd.
2: Hello. We're good here. No squirrels.
0: No squirrels.
2: A couple mosquitoes, Some kind of, kind of, and bugs.
0: Yellow jackets, kind of unseasonably. And what
2: have yeah. Unseasonable weather for this time of year, and dealing with bugs and sunburn. But
0: Vance, did you experience a lot of bees on your boat recently? Tons, tons.
1: It's been bad. You know, Todd. Anybody nor- that's been on on the charter in like the last week has seen my uh, bad side with those.
0: By bad side, you mean squealing like a little girl and running?
1: Yes. Absolutely, ducking, asking clients to like get swatting, yeah, you know, get rid of that for me. We actually trolled by once, and they're like,
2: "What's wrong with your partner?" I was like, "He's," there's probably really? a bee. No, <laughs> it's probably a B. Why is your partner running around the boat? Oh, it's probably just a B. <laughs> it's not. It's not a strike. No, they didn't get one. He would be back. <laughs> he's in on jumping episode. up like it's a strike. <laughs> <laughs> jumping, up up, jumping up and down in front of the boat, yeah. Probably one of these bees that keeps irritating us, yeah.
0: that's the one thing that like I forget like from year to year is just how many bees find you in the middle of a lake. I, I don't understand. Yes. I mean there's not a flower for a long ways. What are they doing buzzing around a boat?
1: And cobwebs. Yeah cobwebs in the middle of nowhere yeah you're out in
2: the middle of you know half a mile offshore and there, all of a sudden i feel these cobwebs you see them build up on your pole sometimes mm-hmm.
0: could that be the that's craziness you ever see them little spiders that like shoot a little cobweb out and then they blow away in the breeze could that just well, be that's like what they do that the, the parachutes like they just like ejected yep. and it's just what's like
2: i'm going to the other side it's three miles across but i can make it
0: well, they're probably more depending on the wind than, than yeah. their flying ability. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, I, I'm serious. Like you go out and there's just bees in the middle of a lake. Yeah. I don't get it.
2: Trust me. I know. I know. And this, this time of year, they're all like. They're like yellow jackets. they land, land on you and just sit there and chill Till you hit them and then they sting you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been on a mission. I'm having. I'm putting up some good, you know, Hall of Fame numbers, killing those sobs. Oh, that's kind of funny. Bees at the end. Get it? Um,
1: yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's horrible. I remember like more in the like ish when I used to fish. There were like honeybees that would come around, and I wouldn't really mess with them. But these these are like yeah. yellow jacket, hornet type things. I don't. Yes. There's three kinds of bees in my book. There's honeybees. They're the big bumblebees. I think they're like carpenter bees. I don't even know the right word, but they're giant. They dig holes in the wood. Mm-hmm. And then all the other ones suck. So.
2: Or bad. Yeah, they're mean.
0: Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Vance is allergic to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wanted to at least bring that up because we didn't want to yeah. really paint Vance as some kind of sissy when it came to bees. He medical medical reasons why. So, anyways.
1: Yeah, that developed late in life an allergic reaction. Uh, crazy because I used to get stung all the time when I was little and uh, never, never experienced uh, what I do now when I get stung. So, interesting. Interesting stuff. I hate them, absolutely hate them. They hover around the net a lot too. I noticed that. Uh,
0: I know. Okay, this is playing yeah. into something in the future. I know why something happened snow. now. It all makes sense. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna call this back when it, when the story yeah. comes up. But okay, I'm sorry Very for interrupting. Nice. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, that's just what I noticed. You know, they're on the fricking net all the time. Moisture. Nice smell. Stink, slimy smell yeah. slimy
2: stink
0: yeah they also like ketchup and stuff we were at like some like yeah. you know with the kids you know just doing whatever some pumpkin patch thing there's slides and what have you and anywhere where there was food and like ketchup and stuff all these bees are around i'm like this is great we have a whole bunch of young children and it's just a giant hive of bees swarming yeah. around this yeah. food area
2: i noticed them around my bump ward. Vance, if mm-hmm. you, I don't, I'm, I am i i am only using that bump board when we get like a really nice fish. Cause I'm like, I don't think it's 50, but we'll measure it. And then it's 49 and a half. But anyhow, I opened my bump board the other day. Oh my day, God. It's horrible. And I'll tell you, the stench was, I hadn't washed it in a while. Yeah. And I don't bump that many, but I'll tell you, I, I can handle a lot. So bad. But that thing had me gagging a little bit when I flipped it open. I was like, "Oh my god, I got to put this in the water." Not talk uh, about so, a
1: stank fest. So like we had, we had rain for a little bit before that warm up. Yeah, I I threw it on the on the uh, front casting deck mm-hmm. and opened it up and just let it get pummeled with with rainwater because of that yeah. stink. <laughs> it was so bad. There's oh, like
0: was, like a was, rainbow oil slick coming off the front oh. of the boat. <laughs>
1: It's horrible. I mean, it's tough to clean. You know, you got to get a hose I, out, and you're at the I camper. I drug mine through it. the water for a while. I just,
2: like, held it by the handle and was like, I, next yeah. time, I'm not going to put the next fish through this. You- <laughs> the fish dies from infection? <laughs> the fish dies from, like, this thing. Delayed so mortality, oh. bump port infection. There was, like, poop all over it. and Yeah, that's terrible. It was so bad. You just put it away, fold it up, and sometimes they don't get it out for a few days, but oh my God. Mm-hmm.
1: That was bad. A,
0: a way that you okay. could tame that is get a black garbage bag and put it in the black garbage bag and tie
1: it off. Oh that would that yeah, would help it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Grow maggots.
0: Take take a take a that big doll up a cottage cheese and throw it in there to help
2: that thing would when you go back to the doctor thing would walk right back to the truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's, it's eating through the, whatever, the oh. PVC that it's made out of.
2: That honestly was one of the, I just, I, that happened just the other day. I took the boat home to do a good cleaning, and I took everything out and did a nice scrub. And the, the board was sitting there in the sun, and I thought nothing of it. And I was like, man, something really smells. <laughs> it was that damn- you open it up, I and thought, it's green uh, with moss. But it, it was horrible. Oh, it was yeah. absolutely horrible.
0: You know, culture of botulism.
1: <laughs> it's terrible.
0: People are swabbing it for testing.
1: I forget to dunk the thing after the fish is on it. Yeah, I do too. I'm just like, okay, throw it up there. Let's get it yeah. later. Yeah. You dunk it before or whatever, and then you know, when it's done, it's done. It's just part of the cleanup. You throw it up front. We'll clean it eventually. Oh, you
2: don't have to dunk mine
1: before. There's lots of slime and goo on there. It's, <laughs> it's good to go.
2: <laughs> it's hard to get apart. I have to have the other people open it. It's like stuck.
0: It's like a Ugh. foggy window. He needs to wipe the numbers off to actually
2: read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got oh, the man. fish in one hand, and I'm like, "You got to open that. I can't open that thing up. It's stuck or something."
0: Yeah, it's it's like the jaws <laughs> of a bear trap. It takes two people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're kicking it. Yeah, it was bad anyhow it was a fun intro yeah, yeah. We're,
0: we're not even into it but
2: how's fat easy musky products going andy
0: oh we're tired days are getting tired. shorter i'm tired alive though
2: shorter. that's good
0: but anyways you can find most of our stuff people still ask me about base i don't have up on the website and i'll tell them if i have them or not but uh for the most part, the the Raptors, the six, the eights, the soft tails. The I was going to say tens, but they're not up there. Uh, they're on the website: six, eights, soft tails, the Stinger glide baits, all the rod holders, and all the configurations. And uh, you can find more standard colored baits at Musky Tackle Online (MTO). Contact Aaron. He has a great shipping policy, $75 and get free shipping. He's uh does ships fast. Great guy. Also, Team Rhino Outdoors, if you're looking for exclusive colors, Jeff has a lot of colors. I don't even know how many offhand. I'd probably say eight, depending on what he has in stock, if he takes down the pictures or not, if they're out of stock. But uh, some really neat colors if you're looking for something that isn't the standard. So check out Team Rhino Outdoors. And,
2: uh, Todd. wholesale stores, we have some at, uh, O'Donnell sports shop, O'Donnell sports.
0: That's right. We in, do.
2: In Porterville, PA, I was in Hogan's hut today. They have, I think five left from their order and Hogan's hut is reorganizing and they're putting the hunting gear up. So the, there's five, there's a couple orange perches. There's a black one and there's, I think there's a stinger That's it's all that's left there. So.
0: I'm shocked that black one's still there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a black soft tail, I think.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, usually the black ones go real quick. But, yeah, they got a couple left on the side table. They're probably going to put a discounted price on those couple baits. So.
0: So if you're in the area.
2: Go pick Chautauqua. Pick one up. Hogan's hot. Everybody stops.
0: You know, you should pick one up if you're going to go on a trip with Muddy Creek.
2: You should. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. that's Vance and myself mcfishandguides.com dot com. Give us a call. We'll do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. We're dealing with some unseasonably warm weather right now, but everything's going to be coming to a screeching halt with shorts and suntan and suntan lotion in what is it today, October 9th Mhm. A niner. I yeah. yeah. I think two days from now it's going to start at sixty five and end at forty three. Something like that. We're good. It's coming. Fall is going to get here. I still had sixty-eight, sixty-nine degree water temps today. Craziness for this time of year, but uh, we've been getting fish. I'm getting some casting. We get some trolling. Either way, we don't really have that much open the rest of the season. But give us a call. We'll try to get you. In. We'll, we'll do our best.
0: Book Vance up so he can't go shoot all my bucks. There, that's my mm-hmm. plug.
1: Damn. I'm pretty, yeah, I can't hunt, I'm not going to be able to hunt at all this October. Sucks.
0: Well, you get to really fish. really enjoyed that.
1: <laughs> you yeah. get to fish. Yeah, that's true. that's true. Anyway, I get to fish out of a uh, ranger boat. Big shout out to them for supporting Muddy Creek and this podcast. Um, check out Vic Sports Center in Marine in Kent, Ohio. Winterization's coming up. Give your boat a once-over through them they have great service take care of you um if you're looking to buy a boat for next spring next season all that good stuff uh give them a fair shake they got Starcrafts, star welds and v-ranger boats and they got a pretty they got a pretty good uh used inventory too of uh, all different types of stuff. so check them out i saw a really
2: i saw a video of a, of a Aluminum boat. They came out with like an 1890 or 1880, they're calling it, Aluminum Ranger. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the video of the inside, I mean, I'm telling you, it was like identical to the boat that I'm using right now. Really? Oh, yeah.
0: I haven't seen this.
2: Yes. It's on their site. It's really cool. I mean, it's laid out exactly, I mean, it, almost exact as you could something going on with the the the, the rod storage in the front like you can add a platform or something but it looks exactly the the cockpit everything looks the same as the uh 1880 angler uh and they had like a they did their test run it was like a 225 i think on it which i don't understand that gee but i don't know how you can put that on that boat but it was flying
0: Oh, I bet you there's oh. just barely the prop in the water.
2: <laughs> yeah, yep. But it, it was cool, you know. I don't know if the pro, how, would, you know, I, I have no idea about the prices. I don't know how much uh, the difference between the 1880 Angler or the 1880 aluminum. But it was an it was a laid out boat, man. It was nice. Hmm. Jump seats, everything. You have to check it out, you guys.
0: I will. I like looking I will. at that stuff. I like looking at that stuff. And uh, St. Croix rods, best rods on earth. You know, you might be thinking about ice fishing right now. Some people aren't. They sell ice rods. They sell trolling rods. They sell casting rods, fly rods, a whole bunch of different kinds of rods. So check out St. Croix. And mostly made in America. Great warranty. What else could you ask for? Thanks, St. Croix and last one anyone guess muskies inc. uh todd got it man he's on it
2: am i am I? I yeah i know all these things especially muskies inc been a member for many years and i think everybody out there that's into muskie fishing should look into becoming a member of their local chapter they got them throughout all the states that have the muskies uh great stuff going on with muskies inc very important for us to stay involved with that club they help just the name helps. Your local chapters are going to have to do a lot of the work for yourself, but using that name, using the brand Muskie's Inc. Brand's been around since '70s. Uh, you can get stuff done, and uh, we we talk about it all the time. All the neat little things my local club does, and all the clubs of the 70 clubs or something around the nation—they're all doing that. You know, you got the Becker Fund. You can access that through there and get some get some monies. Uh, coming into your local club for stocking, or you know, you just throw out what you want to do, and then they evaluate everybody every year, and you know, they 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 divvy that up around the country, and it's great stuff. I really think it's making a big difference in our Pennsylvania muskie fishing. Not that I even spend any time fishing there anymore, I'm up here all the time at Chautauqua but uh, you know, our tournaments that our club is having there, you know, it's getting better and better with them stocking these larger fish. Well, then it's all stemming back to our club and, uh, making a big difference.
0: Yeah. I don't see the state just heading that up. Mm -mm. Just, you know, randomly saying, Hey, I think we could improve our muskie, you know, Mm stocking efforts, you know, so that there, there is some push from muskies Inc. So,
2: Oh Yeah. And, and our and our club, our local club, is a little bit lucky in that, you know, we have one of our, I think he's the vice president right now. He was a, you know, uh, a fish warden for 30-some years. He's retired, but he was into muskie fishing. The head biology guy uh, for 30-some years is retired. He's into muskie fishing. They're both active in our club, and uh, he was the head biology guy for the Northwest region. And, you know, I think that really helped us a lot, having those guys in our club, you know, they know everybody. They trained a lot of the people that are working there now and, you know, trained them to do their jobs. And But, uh, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. There's nothing bad to come out of it, you know. Get involved. A lot of good stuff coming out of Musky
1: Think. Always has been, always will be. Excellent. guy from uh, the Three Rivers chapter out uh, this past week and, They had, uh, you know, a couple of times this year at their, you know, monthly meeting, uh, they had Pennsylvania fish commission guys come down and, you know, they went through the meeting and a lot of the money from, you know, is geared towards trout stocking throughout Pennsylvania. And he says the, uh, fish commission people were pretty taken aback to see, um, you know, how much of a heartbeat there was for muskie fishing in PA and that kind of got the, you know, the ball rolling with with them. uh, You know, the Becker Fund and all that stuff he was telling me. Uh, They got, you know, some extra coin and Mm -hmm. uh, it went towards, you know, feeding the the minnows to make them like, you know, 12 to 15 inch muskies getting put into there. So uh, yeah, you know, how else is the Fish Commission going to you know, figure stuff like that out uh, if it wasn't for those, the local chapters. So, I was, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's neat that you guys are, you know, taking people out. You know, it's it's such a small world in that Vance and Todd are taking, you know, biologists and you know, whatever, retired people that worked for the state and they're You know, in the club, people from the club, all this stuff's kind of getting wrapped around. And like Vance was brought up, that trout is, I think, at least in Pennsylvania, I don't know for other states, is going to be the number one seller of fishing licenses. The most money gets dumped into that for essentially maybe two weekends worth of fishing. Yeah. And, you know, probably the guys, I, I would say if you could eliminate that from the actual, the pie of people that fish then what's left over, I'm going to say it has to be in the last 10 years, muskie has grown huge. Because anymore now, you drive by any one of my little local lakes and you can see a boat out there throwing big baits. And you're always going to have probably bass being number one after trout. But I think muskie's starting to overtake some of the walleye in, in, the, in inland, not talking Lake in, Erie. Yeah, yeah. Just because, I don't know, for me, I can't catch a walleye inland to save my life. And, you know, you got Lake Erie. Why would you fish, you know, inland for, for walleye when you got... Yeah. So, it, it, it it's changing, at least from my perspective. And, uh, you know, like what Vance just brought up was he was saying that they were surprised at the, the amount of people involved. And, uh, you know... People get Muskie's ink. It's just it just brings it all up. It's gonna increase money towards figuring out how to make these fish bigger, better, enhance the fisheries, and you know, hopefully then if there has to be budget cuts, they're not gonna be like, Well, we don't ever get any feedback from Muskie, so let's just we'll save X amount of dollars if we cut that off. It it lets yeah, the presence I mean, I, be known. And-
2: and, and you know we we talked about that a little bit with with some some of the guys in the fisheries in our club and you know through the through my friends that are now retired from the fisheries and uh, you know that is something that we brought up so yeah okay so you sell a license to a guy who has a he goes and buys a can of maggots or mealworms <laughs> and goes trout fishing one day year yes he bought a license but do you realize what these musky guys are doing. They're they're buying you know twenty thirty forty dollar baits boxes of them hitting up lakes traveling all over every weekend spending all day there getting motel rooms staying overnight you know I think there's a lot more there's a lot more revenue getting in uh, invested into your local economies through these guys than they actually can could fathom at one point you know. Mm -hmm. until we had these guys that were into the fishing is like yeah we go to canada every year why do we go to canada because it's different than fishing here in pennsylvania you know Mm
3: -hmm. well let's
2: see if we can make one of these lakes a little bit better and that's what they're doing they're picking some lakes and trying to put these bigger fish in to make it so that you're not traveling up here to chautauqua you're not going over to Ohio to some lake and you're not traveling here to lake st clair going to canada it's like yeah yeah i might still do that one time a year but you know i can catch them right here in my backyard But you got to create the fishery. You got to put those fish in, and uh, it's happening.
1: There's no doubt. Yeah, that's telling me it was pretty neat.
0: All right, Todd, if you had to choose,
1: yes, if you had to choose, okay. If
2: you had to choose, you're out fishing. Normal, normal day. Everything's going great, but. You have a little mishap. If you had to choose, would you rather drop a rod in the lake and lose it, or your net?
0: Okay, I'm going to go first on this. Okay. Just because I'm the only one that doesn't have experience with this. (laughs) I know there's one person on the phone that has had a lot of experience with this, so I'm going to be the rookie, and then I'm going to have the pro come in and bat cleanup. All right, so from my standpoint, you said a rod. Mm-hmm. If it's my casting rod versus my net, goodbye net. Mm-hmm. If it's a trolling rod versus my net, goodbye trolling rod. And simply because my trolling combos are inexpensive, I'm going to probably say my most expensive for what I paid for them. Is probably around seventy bucks plus line and a bait. I don't know, hundred dollars, hundred and ten dollars. Mm-hmm. My LT with my tranks. Yeah. If you paid retail, is eight times that. So, I'd prefer to lose my net now. My net is special to me because I made it. You made it. Yes. Yes. I made every every part of it, but the web. Obviously, I didn't. You know, mine the aluminum and you know purify and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, I made you know made my handle. I made the yoke. I made it folds in half. I made a big giant hoop. It weighs. It's a boat anchor. It weighs a lot. I bought the netting, and my sister has a fashion degree, and she was able to. Make the bag for me. So everything there is exclusive to me. So
1: it's very vogue. Yes. <laughs>
2: and I, and I, I, sh- I should have specified I'm not thinking of dropping, although I have had guys come on the boat with their casting rods attached to their waist with a rod leash afraid the fish is going to rip it out of their hand. But I'm, I, I should have specified, you know, drop a trolling rod, get six out, one falls in the water. But, uh,
0: Yeah, I think it's good. Absolutely. So, my net means a lot to me. I've had it for a very long time. I've probably had it for better of ten years.
2: You've had it through like five boats.
0: Mm, Three musky boats, at least. Three musky boats. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't count my Erie boats, that doesn't spend a minute Mm. on those. But uh, you know, it's it's something to me. It's going to be very hard for me to part from that net even if there is a really nice store bought one but so anyways when it comes to trolling rod goodbye trolling rod I didn't make you so I would rather lose the rod if it's a trolling rod but I I think I could part with my net if I if it was that or my legend tournament (laughs)
1: so man that's tough I've lost like what would that be you know, probably a four or five hundred bucks worth of stuff on a rod. What the hell Hell's another buck forty? You know, with a if it was a legend tournament, but I mean, mine is definitely so. That's why my answer is I will lose the rod over the net. I think the net is. And it's coming from somebody that has multiple rods on the boat. I can always use a backup, but yeah, um, I do not have backup nets on the boat. And it's just fine for me fishing. But like when you're doing charters, people, you know, want their fish in the bag and stuff. Uh, the net makes it just so much more simple uh, to land that fish, believe it or not. And, uh, man, I lost my second one. My-
0: well, we're going to talk about that story here soon, so don't Yeah, yeah, do start crying okay. about
2: it yet.
1: Yeah. I know, I'm just getting hit with all these emotions. But
2: there's something happened in, in your losing in the last net
1: loss that, That'll be well, story we can talk about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the rod because Any of that. Drought, yeah, I don't yeah. I, I've lost you know what's another one? Elf. <laughs> you know, just go take them. They're gonna sacrifice for me now. I've been losing rods, and I bought uh, that last one that that I lost before I found it on that big fish day. Mm. I think we told that story. Yeah. I immediately like I texted the guy we had had on from uh Brotherhood Fates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, just I need to broadly just ASAP, please help. I'm an idiot. You know? <laughs> no, it's all fun. It's all good, you know. But yeah. So Hi rod.
0: Todd, do you have an opinion on the subject?
1: Me?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really hate the net. I hate the way they get tangled in it. Uh, I'd rather just grab them with my godforsaken boga grip and unhook them or pick them up that way. Get them in the boat. So, And my net is like 20-some years old. It's bent. I have to repair it all the time. I put eight bags on it. Uh, I would rather go into the day without that net. I already—I have, have other ways I'll land them. Really, don't want to lose one of my poles, which I've never lost one of those either. But there is the certain scenario that will lead us into our story. That I have had this happen when I did not have my net. So, what happened
1: yesterday, Vance? Man. Do so uh,
2: you want
0: to start from the beginning and tell the whole story, or do you want to do the uh, text message, video, picture messaging <laughs> storyline?
1: I don't know. What do you think's is best? Paint us, paint,
0: uh, us, paint us a really nice picture because prob- the, I, I'm anticipating this is going to be, Vance is going to have a really good story. Todd's going to have a story then I'm probably going to wrap this up with my story. So okay. take your time and, and be detailed.
1: Sure. Well, I'm on a charter yesterday. Start the day really nice. All rods, pump boards, <laughs> nets, everything's, <laughs> All, everything's accounted for. for. You have barcodes and a scanner,
0: and you're just like,
1: dink, dink, dink. We're ready to start. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so we're fishing and, uh, you know, it's the fall, it's 80 degrees taut. We're the nets around it's stinky from the day before there's bees all through it. Um, we're fighting off bees. No, it, and, uh, it's, it was a slow, it was a slower day. To start off, kept missing fish on on the troll. Started to cast a little, picked one up. Then we were ending the day on uh, on a uh, trolling run uh, because we were getting hits earlier in the day. So, um, and here's where the story gets gets a little fun. So we're um, I'm trying to just remember what what exactly happened.
0: <laughs> okay, so I am gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick. So in the morning you were out trolling and you had a handful of hits and you just couldn't uh-huh. get one into the bag. Then midday yeah,
1: they, they're getting
0: off. Okay, so they're getting off, you know, whether whether they're losing at the boat or seconds after rip in line. Um uh-huh. so a little frustrating in the morning and then midday you start casting and uh-huh. you guys get one in the boat casting. Uh-huh. And then you're going to be spending the last part of the charter, not necessarily the last half hour, but maybe the last couple hours, trolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay.
1: Last We're caught last up. a couple hours, Um. So uh, I'm, I'm trolling this area, and, it, you know, just a normal trolling day for us for talking. Everything's going on. I'm looking at the graph, tucking in a little tighter, going out deeper, whatever. Uh, and the rod goes off. Uh, and it's a solid hit. It was something that I was looking for uh, because the, the the hits I was getting in the morning, they just weren't taking it with authority, um, you know, enough to drive hooks home, or at least that's what I thought. So the fight ensues with the client, uh, and he's doing just such a good job. Uh, he's been out with me many times before. He was keeping the fish's head down i was in the back i'm like man it's gonna get off it's gonna get off you know the normal stuff
0: wait are you saying that out loud
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: he's fighting it like he's done a hundred times with me and oh, i'm screaming gonna, it's
1: gonna get away. i'm
0: rooting for yeah. the fish this time
1: <laughs> oh shit it's gonna get away oh man it's gonna spit i know oh, it's gonna spit it you know but uh it was it was a re- it was a good hit i knew it was a it was a nice fish uh And I'm like, how's that feel? He's like, it's not that big. I was like, okay. I knew it was a really nice fish. And that's why I was, I did not say out loud it was going to get off, or at least I don't think I did. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I don't know. I don't really know what happens when we get those big ones on. You kind of just get like, uh, at least I do, just start vomiting out words. You know, sometimes I start sentences and I never. So I, I never know where they're going to go. It's like Michael Scott on The Office, Andy. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I do. But so we get, you know, fish is coming in, and I go to grab the net, and it's there. It's really nice. I we get the fish in the bag.
0: Okay, wait. You were Very surprised good. that the net was there?
1: Well, no, it was just normal routine. You know? Okay, I'm like, all well, right, you know, everything's good. But we get the. Uh, we get the fish in the bag and, uh, hit the Wiley fat body it was great. And, uh, you know, you go through the, uh, you know, release tools, get the fish out of the bag. I open up the bump board. It stinks. Bump <laughs> the fish. Uh, get the measurement. And here, so when I'm in the bag, this is what happened. This is when it started getting really bad. I, I sent out a picture of the group, but the fish was really, uh, spunky. And when you're like the first one to deal with them in the bag all the time, they're kind of crazy and they get more docile, you know, and then I'm like, okay, the client can hold them. Uh, but initially there, uh, it was just going nuts and the water's a little cooler. Fish is cold. It just, Felt very powerful in my hands, and it slipped out of my hands when it was in the bag, and really, really jacked up my hands with the uh, the gill raker things, you know. Um, and I was just bleeding profusely everywhere, um, and so I was in a little bit of pain and just like you know adrenaline going. Uh, and I put it on the bump board. We measured it when that was happening. It slipped my grip again. And I was trying to hold the fish down because, you know, I was bumping it on that back casting platform. Of course, I've done that before and the fish has jumped off and I've jumped back <laughs> into it and, it, you know, put my head in the water after it. So there was a lot of crap going on. And when it did that, it cut me up pretty bad again. And I'm just like, Jesus, this thing, I'm like you. Same hand, like, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Same places yeah. or different fingers?
1: Oh, I mean, not the same places. This thing like went half hand. My hand looks like, you know, it's like two face hand. Half's completely red, half's really nice, you know. But uh,
0: yeah, the picture that we got, I couldn't tell exactly where the blood was coming from, but it, uh, it, it I mean, covered forty percent. Half yeah. of
1: my yeah. Hand. So it was it, was
0: a, it uh, was a photograph. You know, the bump boards in the back. And, and and here's Vance's hand and the palm is facing the bump board away from the camera and forty percent of the back of his hand is blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it's not just oh I, here's I'm spots. All, it, I'm
2: all I'm all like Muddy Creek fishing guides. I'm I'm like I hope that's your hand.
0: Yes.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. You couldn't tell. Yeah, blood. I was like I I I hope it's your hand, it's not someone else that's fishing with you today. <laughs> If it's yours, that's good. I, I replied
0: <laughs> yeah. to Vance taking one for the team, so I'm I'm a little bit different on my <laughs> yeah. perspective. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh anyway, we um the the client grabs the fish and uh it's it's a little bit more chill at this point and turns around, takes a nice picture. I actually tell him to Grab it off the bump board, run up to the front casting deck, take the picture in the sunlight, release it from there. Very quick. After all that uh, terrible stuff was happening with my hand, if anybody's like going crazy, as you there, add a just, pint of blood just, to your body, out of the water. But <laughs> um, anyway, so the fish is put back in, uh, and it's like you know revival time, and his buddies having a good time and he's up there and he's pretend humping them and he's doing like funny things. And you know, the fish is, is fine. And, and I'm, you know, laughing with the kids. And, uh, anyway, by that time, some of the boards that I had left out were completely underneath the boat because, you know, that's just what happened, uh, with the wind direction. As soon as you kill that motor, your boat kind of goes crazy. But so, I reel everything in and, uh, some of the planer boards were caught underneath the motor. I trim the motors up. We get all those lines out and, uh, I'm like, okay, great fish guys. Let's, you know, let's make another pass through there. Uh, set the lines, making a pass. I'm bleeding everywhere. Still. Uh, there's blood all over the steering wheel. The, uh, what the, like the uh, controls, the speedometers, yeah, everything like that. And they're like, "Are you going to clean this up?" And I'm like, "Well, I I, I want to set the spread, you know. They could be turning on, now, right?" Yeah. So yeah, as you sure. grab the
0: uh, reels, and there's bloody fingerprints all over all of this. Yeah, you're thinking about the fish. Absolutely. There you go.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I will take care of myself later. I mean, I guess that. I mean, it, that is pretty gross when you see like a bunch of open ru- wounds and people are like, uh, you know, they don't know if my blood's clean or whatever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I, it is There's pretty gross. Bees
0: landing I'm, in it, lapping I'm it like, up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the the back of my hands, they bleed like boxer cheeks. You know, any anybody that musky fishes and and does this stuff, they get, you know, you nick them and they just it's, it's oh, yeah. a lot worse than it is
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know uh they just they bleed like crazy now this one actually looks terrible uh, but it it looked a lot worse than than it, than it was it didn't hurt or anything so I got the spread out and then I took care of myself but while I was getting the spread out blood was going everywhere not on the clients but on my. Friend's <laughs> Actually, it did, I think it did go on their shirt a little bit. But, it, you know, it was all good. So I heard I a report a really
0: nice, that you lost so much blood that you were getting, like, weak-kneed walking around and stumbling.
1: Oh, that, no. That was a
0: joke. But go ahead. Yeah.
1: You know, but <clears throat> I finally cleaned up, and uh, I have a real nice first-aid kit on the boat that uh, I finally got to use. And... Um, you know got that, that 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 spread set and i was really happy i did because you know next thing you know we're fighting another fish and i'm in the middle of uh wiping up my hands. so you know that it went and then the you know reel just explodes crazy
3: i'm
1: like that's a snag so it came up and uh and and when it did that, I turned around and looked, and the fish was jumping out of water. So, you know, the fish hit it, spit, jumped, and got caught in the backside. And uh, guys up there fighting it, I'm like, man, this is, is going to be fun. But just, you know, try to keep light tension on it. I spun the drag back. and uh, And it's hooked, like, back near the tail, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Right by that dorsal fin, like halfway (laughs) down the body. Um, And uh, so he's fighting it. I clear, I get to clear all the rods um, except for the, uh, the other board rod. So I got a little planer board floating out there, but it's all good uh, at this point. But so he's fighting it and uh, it's time to release Uh, the board that is clipped on little OR 18 that we use. Um, So I reach out and I go to unclip it, but um, it's wrapped a little bit differently because I let the client wrap, but he's learning uh, trolling. And that I would say that that second wrap that you have to do on those little inlines the ones that we're using is the most difficult one, and in the, the most difficult one to uh, grasp when you're in the field. And Todd did a video on it recently. I don't know if, if uh, it's been put on the the internet. It was up on it was up on Muskie Hunter. Yeah. Okay. So it was no, on... no, no, was... no,
2: no, no. That one hasn't been up yet.
1: Yep. That one hasn't been up yet. But mm-hmm. anybody that does that rap knows that you know that took him a while to to learn. Uh, it takes repetition. And mm-hmm. you have to kind of do it in the field because you need that tension uh, of the lure pulling on it while it's in the water. You can't just like sit at home and do like this is a wrap uh, because it doesn't have that tension. But um, so, you know, he's learning and it's time to take this off. And. Um, I can't get I can't get the thing off. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's all it's screwed up, you know, and this is all on video. As a kid, the kids started videoing it. Um, and, you know, there was there was a bunch of choice words and a lot of funny stuff being said when I couldn't get that board off. It took it took me four attempts. Like, the fish would come in, and then it would take a run. And I really was, I was trying to, I didn't want to, like, use a lot of force because, you know, I don't know how bad it snagged at this point. Uh, and I don't want it to rip out. I want the kid to get the fish, you know. I finally get it off and the way that I get get the, the board off is um, the fish I think when, when I was it was pulling back and I was giving it some line and giving it some line it actually broke some teeth off in that little clip on the back side with that with that line stripping through it. So it just came off with ease. Um, and so he starts battling it again and he's doing a great job. Fish is taken off. He's reeling back, taking off, reeling back. And I'm like, This is great. It's time to net it. And I turn around and the net is nowhere to be found. Like it's not in the net holder where it's supposed to be. (laughs) Like I put it every single time after we after we release one. It's not there. It's not on the floor. It's not up on the front of the boat. It's not in the glove box not anywhere. Not okay. Not hanging off the side of the boat. Completely gone. Where and is it? It's in the lake. It's in the lake from the first the the fish that we the fish that we netted previously like 20 minutes earlier.
0: Well, apparently someone didn't put it back.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's 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 on it's I took it out. It's not hard to find it,
2: and the net is very much in the way yeah. in the boat. If you look once, if it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. It
0: was
1: gone. It was you terrible.
0: You weren't <laughs> standing horrible... on it or anything. <laughs> no. Okay.
1: It's a horrible feeling, you know. I lost it. I don't know where it happened, but with how much the fish was going crazy in the bag, and with me getting all cut up, and when I just pulled it out. And put it on the bump board, it slipped out, and, you know... Of course, all the other eyes were on the bump board, and we've seen how big it was. Um, As it slowly
0: sank out of sight?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, It didn't make its departure known? No. mm -mm. Just slid off into the depths, man, into the sunset. So, (laughs) I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just processing everything i'm like oh it'll be fine you know i get these things on the boga all the time when i'm fishing alone whatever it's it's easier to do it that way but it's easier not to when do that because you're not when they're hooked in the tail not when they're hooked in the tail it's <laughs> completely terrible uh so you grabbed their- when 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 they, when, they, when they you can still control their head if they have a lure stuck in it. You know what I'm saying? You can still guide the, the jaw to get the bug on it or whatever, just to shake the hooks off. You're not doing that when it's in the tail. And, uh, so I quickly realize how screwed we are. Uh, and it's just going to be, you know, a miracle. If we get this thing, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to gill, gill this fish while it's going crazy. Anybody that's ever snagged one, you know, when they, you get it to the boat, there are extra runs that happen. Get it to the boat, sees you, takes off. Get it to the boat, sees you, takes off. You know, Todd and I have chased one down with the trolling motor before. Yeah. But we had a net. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, we had a net and we, you know, got in front of it and I stuck the net down in the water and it swam into it. Mm. But. We're fighting fighting this fish. And it comes in, and it's like the sixth time it comes in, and I get a hold of it, and it slips out of my hands. Almost had it. Almost put my hand right in its mouth. Because uh, it just went crazy. And it like jumps and s- splashes, and I'm like, oh my gosh. A couple of choice words. Uh, and it's still on and I can see that the hooks are like working their way out of it. And this is the last chance the kids reeling it. in. he's like, I finally got it. You know, I I want it to come in this way. And I'm thinking like, yeah, you want it to come in this way. I'm like, you're you're not the one that's got to gill this thing with this, you know, (laughs) big stupid treble hook that could pop out at any time. I am thinking this treble hook's going to like end up in my back, the side of my face, a forearm, wherever, you know, um, but it kind of, it, it comes in and, it, you know, it's backed backs to the top of the water. And then it does this like just gentle turn over on its belly and it gave me the opportunity to just stick my hand right in that gill plate. And I got it and, you know, it was a done deal. Then it was a miracle that we got that fish. It was so silly. And I just grabbed the hooks and it came right out of the, right out of the, out of the tail. And, you know, I mean. Didn't have the net. Unbelievable. You got that fish, and it's all on, on videos. very, very silly. I sent it to Todd and Andy. They're the only ones that are going to see this video. Um,
0: but, and you did it with a bloody hand. Mm-hmm. I was adding to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was doing it with a bloody hand. And uh, very silly. Done deal. We got him. I was in control the whole time. Didn't even need that net. In
0: a much more real sense,
1: I was. I was panicking,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> fighting
0: bees, losing nets, losing blood, and yeah. six attempts on a, <laughs> a hand landed fish.
1: Mm-hmm. It was silly, and, and the, the fish. It, it was. Uh, you know, I've, handled, they, I've handled.
2: I've hand landed lots of them like that when they come in, but you just. Reach down, grab them by the tail, put your hand under their belly, and then, you know, someone else pops the hooks or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when there is a, what was that? That was a seven-inch baker, wasn't it? It was just a five. It was just a five-inch baker. Yeah. When there's two trebles in the area you're trying to grab, you're really trying to stay away from that. And then picking it up is the next thing, but they flop their tail. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: It's like a battle mace,
2: <laughs> battle mace flopping all around. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I thought like when I when I would get it, it was going to kick, and you know oh, the ten, It was you know the tension from the kid pulling on it. It was going to make it go flying, and it was going to stick in. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea how people used to do that stuff without nets and bogus and stuff. You know, you watch those videos, yeah. and people were. You know, musky police everywhere go nuts if you're, you know, holding the thing semi-vertical for a second. Uh, you know, I picked that fish up out of the out of the water. I had him vertical for a good two seconds. Felt great too because I wasn't close, <laughs> and we it was, and it, it, it was freaking awesome. And it, because you know, it was just like Peyton Manning accuracy with this blood hand. <laughs> And I just got in there. So, I mean, they can all just go pound salt on that. But, uh, you know, we watch those old videos and and Todd talking about how it used to be and stuff like that. I mean, they're picking. They're using nets (coughs) to get them into the boat. These nets are like wire, piano wire nets. They're, then they put them in the floor. Everybody's hooting and hollering and like starter jackets and like all full denim outfits. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, then they're like bashing it over the head with pliers. Then they get out this like musky release cradle. They throw them in there. And, you know, it's just unbelievable. But funny. Yeah, it was just a a, a silly, silly couple. Uh, couple of hours at the end of the charter but i have another net because i knew i would eventually lose another one so i have a backup you have a backup net nice mm-hmm. yeah and i and i bought another one because i know i'm probably going to lose that one too <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah. did you, have you been keeping track of all the Items you've donated to the lake?
2: That's no, bad. I said I said, it's it's so like we're gonna need like a little part time job on the side. You're gonna need <laughs> a net sponsor Dude, to take take care of all this stuff. Go Bonds Fund Me, <laughs> Yeah,
1: good. Yeah. Go Fund Me. You have a, yeah. you're using a couple of my rods right now. I am. They're all still here too. Okay, good.
0: For today, oh, I lost those.
1: Yeah, <laughs> anything <laughs> can happen. But yeah. Uh you know, rods. It's a good day. Rods, lures, nets, tools. All lost this year. It's been a really hard year on, on equipment for me. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's yeah.
1: I've been catching a lot of fish, man. It's, it's Islets. Stuff like that. I mean it's expensive. You, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah so that's why i'm like a rod you know because that scenario could happen foul hooking a fish you know if it's hooked in the mouth and you don't have a net it's not a big deal but you foul one and you don't have a net it's just a rod mm. it's a it's a wash you know and what if it what if it was a giant that would have been even worse and this fish was 41 inches uh It was 51. Imagine that. That would be my luck. But unbelievable.
0: Well, I don't know if my story is going to top that one, so I'm going to let Todd go next.
2: Yeah, I mean, I got a couple little stories. They're not near near like that, but I had a couple failures two days in a row. Uh, Did some casting in the morning. Saw a couple fish. Nothing really going on. Decided to go back to the trolling. Went out trolling, and man, we got into them good. A couple really big fish. Uh, first, well, the the, the first one that, that that hit for us. I mean, it hit the side rod, fat body, so hard. I mean, I knew it was not a snag. It it was when it was it was wasn't with this weather we have right now. With this eighty degrees, it was earlier in the week. Late last week, whenever it was, when it was like cooled down. And the fish were I was like, okay, fall's coming here. And it it hit so hard, but it was going out like three times faster than a snag. And the kid grabs the reel, grabs a rod, grabs the reel, and he's reeling every once in a while I hear this big clunk clunk, 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 clunk. So he's trying to reel it in. It wasn't really thinking much about what was going on. I'm I'm trying to get clear rods and get my net. I didn't lose my net yet. Uh <laughs> and uh you know we get it in it's a great fish like 30 some pound fish and uh i let the and everything's good we get the pictures and we're all happy and i i let that rod back out and uh a couple minutes later we get a hit on another pole right beside it on the down rod and uh that guy starts reeling. so i'm trying to clear rod then i go back to the rod that we just caught the fish on and I'm having a really hard time getting it in because it takes, like, half of a crank, and then it slips three gears. Then it takes a half a crank, and it slips three gears. I mean, that fish destroyed the, the reel on the hit. That reel had never done that. So, I mean, it hit with so much force that it, you know, it, that reel was... It broke toasted.
0: teeth on the gears.
2: It Yeah, it broke some teeth. You, you, could, you could get a little half crank, and then... And so I'm I'm like spending three times as much time trying to get this side run. And it's like, yeah, we can't use this reel, reel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, it happened on, on the strike. But mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really. You know, I, all I did was let it back out until we got the other fish. So I broke that. And then uh, the next day I'm out. My good I can't friend, believe
1: he, he had to fight uh, that fish.
2: Well, you know, I wasn't noticing, but I'm not paying attention. He's reeling, and it's coming in, and it was a big one. It was fighting good, and I, but I did notice. I did hear some sounds. Mm-hmm. It probably wasn't. I was trying not to pay any attention to them, but I heard. I knew something was going on, but then, you know, I tested it without any stress on it, and I, you know, pulled the drag. Everything was good. Let it out. Everything was good until you attempt to reel back in. And it was not good under f- any pressure,
0: I found when you ignore problems, they tend to fix themselves.
2: They will, or you'll figure out what it is eventually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the next day I'm out with another great friend Patrick, and uh right at the end of the day, I mean it was getting down to the go time. it's four some four thirty five or something like that, and we're gonna go till five and uh it was sort of a little bit of what happened advance i mean the, the, the rod went off and i thought the fish was gone it was on a down rod it was on a legend perch bait which is a, in a fairly large bait three hooks and then after it did the initial zip when i thought the fish was gone all of a sudden the rod is like screaming sideways and it's going out to the side and the fish does this giant cartwheel jump, and I can already tell where it jumps. I was like, okay, he's over top of the down rod and the side rod on the other side. I already know this has happened. Uh, and then the fish goes down. Well, that one was actually, I mean, it had one hook in the mouth, but the bait's so long, the other hook got caught in, in its back, so it was like planer boarding. And it's going the opposite way, it's going like behind my big motor. And I'm trying to do the tip with the great Fat-A-Z musky rod holders to try to tip it up to get it out. And I, it wasn't tipping real easily. So, pushed a little harder than I normally did. Got it tipped up. Hand Patrick the rod. And uh, he grabs it. I'm like, okay, we're good. It's on, baby. You know, and I'm reeling raw. He's like, uh-oh, the rod's broke. <laughs> And I, I look over. I'm looking at him fighting a fish. I look like up at the tip of the rod. And I'm like, Patrick, everything's good, man.
0: You don't know what you're talking you know, about.
2: Yeah, I'm like, can't you reel? Is is the reel broke? He's like, no, I can reel, but the rod's broke. And I look down. I look down. He has it pressed up against his chest, and right at the reel seat, it's a, it's at like a 45 degree angle. So there's no butt. <laughs> He's like, where should I hold this thing? <laughs> I said, well, grab that foregrip <laughs> and just start reeling. So he's essentially got like a fly rod in his hand.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> where the reel is right to the back. The cork is like, the cork handle's like getting in the way because it's flopping around like a wet A
1: numchuck,
2: A numchuck. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I remember saying, he's like, oh man my all-star rod you know those have been in the rod position now for like 17 years on my boat and you we say it all the time the same two rods have been in the same position Andy makes fun of them they really look really bad right now but i was like what people were like you what why don't you put new rods I said, like, because i want to see how long will last well we're down to one now it is broke i sent andy a quick message can you fix this super glued, duct tape, Andy. There's no... Even Andy Andy couldn't fix it. It's done. But we we landed the fish. It was all fun. Now that it happened, that's what everyone said. What happened? That rod might break. I said, well, if it breaks, we'll have fun. It'll be a fun story. You know, what do you do? I'm not going to replace something. It's fine. Well...
1: We're that's hard. That's
2: it. hard use. I mean, seventeen years of hard use. It's not 17 years in the downrod, tipping up and down all those years. My Man. one friend was like, "How yeah. many fish do you think are you you guys caught on that paw? I was like, "I have no idea." <laughs> you know, a lot. So many big fish too, because there's and the big ones rod. on those down rods. Yeah, you know, many big fish. But uh, those those rods <sighs> were nice. They were very very nice. They were they were. They a pleasure to use. I saw what I did put a picture of it up on our Facebook that we don't do much with. And our friend Jason Bond said, man, they should warranty that.
1: <laughs> would they?
2: they <laughs> no. Know,
1: would they? <laughs> They've been out of business I mean, for like 15 years. <laughs> I, uh, well, I mean, doesn't say, couldn't, you he was kidding. It, couldn't you send it back to St. Croix and they'll give you a... Uh... It's an all-star rod. I thought St. Cro- Croix bought them out also. No.
2: Like no. Shakespeare did, they they got rid of all these great rods they made, and they, they got bought out by Shakespeare, and they fish for bass <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's gone I'm down down for the count. I'm going to save it,
1: A drift yeah, wood color to hang it in my garage. Yeah, you could you could probably epoxy it up and make it look nice.
2: I threw the handle away. I was so mad. So I just oh had man, the, oh, I would have oh, put that no. in the museum. That yeah. was
0: petrified yeah. cork.
2: I already threw it in the garbage.
1: That oh, shows no. how attached Todd yeah, is to his stuff. You used it for like a a walleye can, beater or something. Yeah, it's cork. It doesn't work real good.
0: I probably would have like fashioned a stick on the end of it, and you had a nice walking <laughs> stick.
1: Yes, that's not a bad idea either. Nice walking Make, stick. Make like with a that. fake gear oh,
0: shifter gone. for your golf cart.
2: Yeah, already in the dumpster, but I got the rod and what's left of it, and I'll hang that. Well, out. that's the worst part. You can't even read the All Star. Yeah. Damn! So we had some equipment failures in the small Ranger too. Back in days, man, bad. bad. Very sad. I'm very sad. It was like an old friend. Those things were old friends. But we'll be we going to the trolling. I silver trolling St. Croix for the down rods next season, so. yeah. What's your down mm. rod now? Well, now I had to switch. I put my, I have a St. Croix, seven foot St. Croix. mm Switch that over. I didn't have that many of those smaller rods left. I don't need a great big long down rod.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be scratching bottom when I'm going through. Mm-hmm. That was the day that you were handing me another rod because mine were so broken and annihilated, yes. and I was like, "I still need that." That's on you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no trade backs. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh,
2: like six ten, six ten extra heavy all stars. I had a whole pile of them, and because uh, we we used to cast with those back when I got them, thought they were great, jerk. great for those trolling. Yep.
0: All right, I'll wrap this it one does. up with with my with an update on my boat. So, <clears throat> a few weeks oh, God, a few weeks. Who am I kidding? Like a month and a half ago, uh, I got I got myself a new boat. It's been out two times, and uh, Ooh, I didn't know
2: this.
0: Yes, I've had it out in the water twice, and I've. I'll just. I'll, I'm going to tell the story and then I'll, I'll, I'll talk about numbers, you know, I'm, I'm going to be mm-hmm. modest here. So <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you're going
2: to talk minutes.
0: I, 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 okay. To be honest, I can't even say <laughs> as I've done an hour. So yes, it's going to be in terms <laughs> okay, of minutes. Okay. That's okay, the, okay. the next largest Sorry. denominator <laughs> over seconds. Um, <laughs> so anyways, you know, I, I got the boat. And, you know, uh, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, previous weeks, I, it took me like a week and a half to even start it in the driveway, but I've been picking away at it. And one thing that I think most people that have, that have a boat take for granted is that their previous boat was already set up. And we, we talked about this at length with Vance and Todd setting up their new boats, but, you still have to do it with a used boat. So, you know, I got this boat, and it's just like, okay, time to go through it all. And it wasn't that I was ignoring the boat. I just, like, never found time to pull it out, put it on the earmuffs, and start it because I had a bunch of other stuff I wanted to do to it. And, you know, so I got the paperwork all straightened out from, you know, state to state. You know, I did not actually go and see the boat prior to, to buying it. I, uh, I took a chance, went off the guy's word, Everything he told me was, I feel was accurate. And so I don't think anyone got burned there. So I'm, I'm happy with that. He did tell me that once the motors warmed up, it developed a little bit of a hesitation at full throttle. And I said, that's, that's easy. I'll figure that out. This is important for the story I'm going to tell later. So I get it. I started up and what have you, and it starts up fine. It revs up good. And, you know, pretty much like my 115 johnson it has a 130 uh yamaha on it it's a v4 they're they're similar in construction. is what i'm used to so i'm you know i like to when i get a new vehicle i'm not completely comfortable with it till i can i don't know root through everything to see oh this wires run here oh this hose is here This does and I do
2: that all the time with our stuff.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. by letting me tell you what it is.
2: I do it all the time. Actually I don't even know how to take the damn hood off of these motors I have. Well that's that's (laughs) something
0: really, really good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna then back up. Like when I got my one fifteen on my six eighty one, I could just tell that there wasn't something correct with it. But it ran fine for the most part. And it wasn't until the first winter when I said, you know what, I'm going to take this thing apart, rebuild the carbs, and do all this, that I found that there was a screw that worked itself into the reed cage that left one of the reed pedals open. It had this screw gone into the motor, the motor would have been gone. But it's just a crazy thing. I have it saved in my museum. But that, remember ex- that. that excuse was just that feeling in the back of my, you know, it just – in the back of my head saying something doesn't feel right with this that I was gave me an excuse to dig deep into a motor and then after that I had the confidence to anything and the motor's been flawless on on that on my 681 since then and so that's why I wasn't too put off from oh it it starts up it runs it idles everything's perfect when it warms up it has like a surging pulsing thing I'm like This will be a great excuse for me to dig into this. Um, So anyways, you know, I, I get the boat here. One of the first things that I do is I throw a compression tester on, and I test all the cylinders, and they're all like 125, 130. So I'm like, okay, I'm not concerned with that at all. And, you know, I get my track. I put the track on the boat, and I'm starting to organize, figure stuff out, move all the contents from the old boat into the new boat. And then I finally get around to starting it up in the driveway, and, you know, the starting procedure was uh, what the guy told me over the phone, like, to the T. And there's a manual choke on this on this uh, boat, that of the motor, on the hood, and I'm like, man, that's, you don't see that a lot, but the guy would pull the manual choke instead of pushing the key in, like a lot of the two-strokes and probably even some of the four-strokes, the carbureted ones, you know, you push the key in, you can hear the little solenoid click, to where it, it puts the choke plates on the carb, closes them. And I'm, I'm like, I wonder if this thing works. So, you know, I turn the key on and I hit it. I'm like, yeah, I hear it working. In the driveway, I couldn't get it to start doing it that way. I had to go, you know, using the key, I had to go back and pull the, the manual choke lever out. And it, it did, like I said, it did exactly like the, the seller told me. So then I get to the lake, whatever, another week and a half later to give it a test run. And I'm trying to choke it with the key again. And it's like, I can hear it clicking, but it's not making a difference. I eventually pull the choke out. Fires up. And uh, so I leave the no wake. Drive around real fast. Thing, you know, I'd say is very comparable. Maybe just a touch faster than my old boat. And I'm like, you know what? This is this is good. So I set up and I troll for 20 minutes. Hey. And like, I went 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I went about a lap and a half mm-hmm. around Edinburgh. And... I knew I had to get home, kids and stuff like that. and They weren't biting. No, I mean, I,
2: I, I put in the <laughs> time. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing happening. I mean, dead. Well, you keep, keep in down. mind. <laughs> They're
0: Keep in mind, I had 12 rods out. So that's like two hours of trolling.
1: <laughs> shut down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All their teeth fell out. They're not grown in yet. Um, so, so then I pack up stuff. I'm like, I got to get going home. And I'm like, I'll do a couple high speed runs across the lake. And it, you know, I get it, throttle it up and gets up on plane real nice, gets going. I hit about 41. It falls flat on its face for about two seconds. Slows me down about 35. Then it surges right back up and it's doing this on and off for about two seconds. And I'm like, well, I'm glad it's doing it now because I have time to figure out what's going on here. And it puzzled me for a bit. Because it only did it when it was warm, and that would make me lean ignition system. Because when some, indi- you know, maybe a coil gets hot, it might be cracked or something. Some stuff starts to separate, and so I'm like, okay, I'll get this home. You know, the thing is, like, if I backed it down to like 30 miles an hour, it ran perfect, idled perfect, gets up on plane perfect. It just was falling flat. You know, the last. 1,000, 1,500 RPM. Okay, no big deal. So I get it home, do some thinking on it, and I'm like, you know what? My gut's telling me ignition, but it's cheaper and easier to, to address fuel. So the three main things on a motor is you got fuel, compression, and spark. And I already ruled out compression because that thing was good right from the get-go with my compression tester. So it's either fuel or spark. Things seem to be sparking just fine, but unless it's at operating temperature, I'm never going to be able to duplicate that unless I'm on the water, because I can't put the motor on a load, and I'm never really going to get it hot by putting 50 degree water through it at idle, you know, in, in the driveway. Mm-hmm. So, I said, it's going to be cheap for me just to to just like do a shotgun repair on this, meaning I'm just going to replace everything that I can that's cheap. So prior to getting the boat, the previous owner put a new fuel water separator, um, you know, that filter there that's normally like under the yeah. splash well. He put a new one of those on there to hopefully try to address the problem. And um, it didn't, he said it didn't really seem to help. Not that big a deal. It's still new. Who, who doesn't want a new filter? So I got new fuel line. I, I ran it from the tank all the way to the fuel water. Then I got a new primer bulb assembly that went from the fuel water all the way into the motor i got a new fuel pump and i cleaned out the little screen filter that's that's under the hood and you know so i'm doing all this stuff i'm putting all this stuff in i also in the meantime i took the coils off the motor and i took my multimeter i tested them it's not foolproof to run an ohm meter on coils but if there was something catastrophically wrong with one, you you could probably pick it out. But it's not a hundred percent test. So I took. I them, think
2: Vance Vance did that just the other
1: day. I he was, I was telling me about right it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's how you got the idea.
0: I didn't want to tell anyone you that, but yeah, Vance was Vance was coaching me over the phone.
1: You should see. <laughs> <Whatever, dude. laughs>
0: Okay, but I, I what I'm trying to do is How I'm trying to paint
1: the work on Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm painting <laughs> ahead. this
0: picture. So I'm doing all this stuff and like I'm trying to do it in between the, the short time I have between getting home from work and having the kids home. <laughs> As we've discussed many times in the past, that when something comes in and breaks your routine or your train of thought, you'll make mistakes. You lose a transom saver at the ramp. You don't tie mm-hmm. the boat down, you don't take the you know, whatever. It messes you up, so I'm doing all this stuff, and you know, really, all the stuff that I did, like when I say a fuel pump, some people might get all scared. It's two bolts, and 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 you know, you hook a hose up on you know the intake and the you know the the output of it. It's not that naturally. It's not that. It's two <laughs> bolts. I mean, it's that's all it is. Is two bolts. So. <laughs>
2: Um you have to know what the fuel pump is, Andy. <laughs> I well, I would like
0: to think that someone could <laughs> I have say no idea,
2: I Alan. honest to God don't know how to take the hood off of my 150. <laughs> There's like snaps and latches.
1: The I thing is, in the book. It's not like it's not like you've uh, been with this motor, you know, and you already know where all this stuff is.
0: I, you guys could pop the hood off your motors and I could tell you what everything in there just about does. Yeah.
1: I yeah. know where the spark plugs are. You
0: could. Not, <laughs> <be>. <laughs>
2: Not spark me. Spark plugs are easy to find. Absolutely. You'll
0: probably have a hard time on yours because you probably got like you know, like 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 the coil the coil overs mm-hmm. that, that the spark plug's probably six inches deep in the motor.
2: So maybe I can't find it. I don't know. I can't get the hood off, so
1: Okay. So <laughs> I I, <can't> get- <laughs> I haven't I haven't changed my oil on my kicker, and there's probably like seven hundred hours on it. <laughs> seven hundred <laughs> hours. So, <laughs> okay. I get back to Vic, he's gonna think.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's gonna listen yeah. to this. He's like warranty yeah. void. He checks it. <laughs>
1: I just got to get a. I just got to get one more month. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna have to put rings in it. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, so, okay. so uh, you know, I'm doing all this stuff, and then, like realistically, all the stuff that I did cost under hundred and twenty bucks, you know, before I really have to dive deep into diagnosing ignition systems, so I said, I'm gonna do all this, and I started doing it when I got home from work, and by the time I was wrapping everything up, I had a little boy. Who meant very well started to take away my attention as he uh, wanted to play with some baits with his sister sitting right you know in the boat they like to sit in the boat and I gave him he he picked one out I have a rack of baits and he's like I want to hold that one I'm like okay and my daughter she I want to hold this one so I gave it to him and it specifically looked him square in the eyes and says do not go near Ava with these hooks okay daddy. I don't sooner turn my back, and I hear Ava go, Daddy, and I turn around, and there's two treble hooks in her hair. Owen put the bait in her hair. <laughs> oh, my God. So I, oh I turn, I, I'm like, it, literally, I turned around, and I said, Owen, oh, what happened? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. So I'm distracted with this. I mean, it's, it, no one got hurt, but it was cute. But at the same time, I'm like, how am I supposed to whatever? So I was able to get, you know, get that everything straightened out. and
2: I figured you turned around and he had, like, the axles tore apart on the trailer. Yeah, he was
0: repacking the bearings for me. <laughs> yeah.
2: so, Go on.
0: <laughs> So uh, anyway, so I get distracted. And I'm like, well, I think I'm, you know, I think I wrapped this thing up. You know, I put the, the air box back on the carburetor. And doing all this, I found out why the key choke wouldn't work is there's a little linkage that comes down. And it was disconnected. So when I was pushing the solenoid to to choke it, you'd hear the click, but it wasn't moving nothing on the carburetor. It was disconnected. So I was pretty happy. I hooked that back up so now I don't have to walk back and manually pull the choke. So I'm like, hey, I found out one problem. So I button everything up, and then like a week goes by. I'm like, I'm going to go back to the lake and run this. And this is where it gets good. It was like the last nice day before it got fall for you know, a half a week, a
2: couple of days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, this will be great. I'm like, I've been by the lake a few times. No one's been out there. I'm not going to deal with anything. There's two launches on this lake and I like to use the first smaller launch, but there's some kayakers that really don't know how to park their cars. And I couldn't, there was no way that I could have parked the boat trailer in the truck because I guess they got to use the whole lot. And I'm like, well, oh. yep. so I had to go down to the main launch, which this is a small lake; it's not that big of a deal. And I go there, and there's like, I, it, my blood boils when I see what people are trying to do to load and unload their boats. I, it, it's, I, I've never seen this guy backed his trailer, literally within a quarter inch parallel to the dock because I guess that they're unable to get the boat on without having to like they have to walk it down the dock which I'm like I guess if that works for you it's efficient but like the muffler of this vehicle is underwater so it's like and so and it's an older guy and I get it but he has six like goal posts you know three on each side to guide this so it can bumper itself straight and he's right next to the dock, and there is a guy up to his belly button in the water helping him guide it while he's walking it. Yeah. He, he hooks it up, and it's only like a sixteen-foot boat. It is, it's not that big of a deal. It's an aluminum boat with an electric winch on it, and I am just like, oh, I am like, what is going on here? How could you could you could do this with none of those, but yet you still have a guy with scuba gear on? To to whatever, So I have to go on the other side of this Because lord knows I'm not waiting I don't have much time And the ramp, you know, it's kind of all Awful And it's like all crooked, the boat comes off, whatever So I don't have a dock, so I just beach it On the cement ramp I have a keel protector, I don't care So I beach it, I go park, I come back And I'm like, oh man I should have Because I have all new fuel line I should have pumped the primer bulb At home To make sure everything was, you know, good and not just sitting in the water. Now I'm an idiot like those guys trying to get a boat to run. So I'm there pumping the primer bulb, pump, 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 pump. And I'm like, this better work because now I got to, if it don't, I got to put the boat right back on the trailer and go home, figure out how to fix it. Finally, I I can hear it squirting and, and filling up, you know, like the carbs and stuff like that, or at least so I thought. I'm squeezing, squeezing, squeezing. And I'm like, it's squishy, but I can hear it and I'm like, it's, it's at the motor. I'm like Maybe there's some air trapment somewhere. I mean, there's 18 feet of new gas line. Something's going to happen. I don't expect it to run perfect, at least for the first half hour. You know, eh, maybe less than that, but so I go and start it. You know, my little linkage is fixed, so I'm choking it with the key, and it's I'm like, what? what's going on? Okay, whatever. I go back, and I pull the choke out, and I get it to fire a little bit and it's like th- 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 really rough so I advance the throttle. Throttle only, let it rev up some and so I give it the old heave-ho right off the, off the thing and throw it in reverse and it stalls. I'm like, what the heck? So I fire it back up but not running real good. I'm able to throw it in forward and spin it real hard and go out to sea. I'm like, alright, I'll let this thing work itself out. I'm just going to get it up on plane. So I start giving it giving it juice, and it's like starts going, going, then falls flat on its face, eight miles an hour. I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, well, it was better when it didn't, you know, wouldn't go over 40. And I'm, I'm going across, you know, going across the lake, and I'm looking for a place where there's no one so I can pull the hood off this thing to see what's going on without everyone watching me. So I kind of get in this cove and I'm like, man, I smell gas. I go and I pop the hood and I pull the hood off, which weighs about a million pounds. Set it in the as soon as I get the hose off, the fuel pump is like old faithful pumping gas straight up into no hose. It, my whole motor is oh, covered geez. in gasoline. Wow. And oh, when geez. I take that off, the motor stalls out and I'm like, what is happening here? And and I'm looking at it, and I'm like Oh my gosh, I never hooked up the fuel line to the carburetors. That was at the time that Owen put that bait in Ava's hair. It messed me up from finishing it. By the time I got him taken care of, I thought I was done. There is so much rainbow oil slick around my motor. And I'm like, I could have literally one spark this motor was gone and I would have been swimming because there would have been no way my fire extinguisher would have put that out. Yeah. 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 So I oh. dodged one there, but then, I, then I started to think about it and I'm like, how did my motor even run? Yeah. Unless there was so much gas vapor in well. that hood that it was just pulling it in with the air, let alone get me eight miles an hour. You know, I probably 2000 pounds at least 2,200 pounds. So it was just amazing to me how it was even able to run because the hose was right next to like the out, output of this fuel pump. So I was able to, you know, I, my friend MacGyver showed me how to do it. So we, we hooked it back up and <laughs> I, I MacGyvered the hose back on and I'm like, well, here goes, I I left the hood off for a couple minutes to kind of let the air take away some of the moisture of the gas. So when it <laughs> fires up, it doesn't go kaboom. And I, you know, it, it took a little bit, but she fired right back up and she smoothed out and things worked. I put the hood back on and popped her up on plane, zipped across the lake. Went a couple times. I said, well, let's, let's troll for a little bit. Kind of mimicking what I did the time prior. And uh, went around a lap and a half, got tired of fishing, and packed it away. <laughs> 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 they weren't biting yeah, it's again. Been slow up
2: there. Especially yeah. since that big fish kill. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Red Spot got him.
0: Yeah, you know, it's. Oh,
2: I heard it was an oil uh, gasoline. Yeah,
0: I don't know what that was about. I was out there looking for it. <laughs> I, I couldn't see anything. Nothing was in front of me when I was going. So, uh,. A lake caught fire. <laughs> it, it could have, <laughs> in a little spot. I mean, I wasn't talking yeah. gallons of <laughs> gallons of gas, but it was enough to be like, why didn't I? You know, and I I was at the launch, and my brain said, this doesn't feel right. But I had enough reasonable doubt in my mind that it's like, oh, I'm just got to work out some air entrapment in these lines. Yeah. So, so, anyways, I get I get done with my one and a half trolling passes. I don't want to put too many hours on this motor and uh <laughs> kills resale. Yeah, it does. So I I pack everything away and I like, well, now I'm going to see if I fixed it. And uh, I pop up on plane, she scoots across the lake. I went, you know, I went hard for 10-15 minutes solid. She's fixed. So Nice. I, I guess that's what it took was for me to almost lose my life. But
2: Mhm. Yeah. So after Andy's, after Andy's first trip, he sends us a little video. Vance and I are out fishing all day, every day. And uh, mm-hmm. we get we get a little video of Andy on the water. And, like, it was enough that Vance instantly sent me a text. Did you see <laughs> Andy? <laughs> out mm-hmm. on the lake fishing. I was like, yes, I saw that. It's incredible. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Andy, how'd it go? Any, anything? And he's like, I could do 40 whatever i hit I 46 at, miles an hour i hit 46, 46 at one point hit 46 miles an hour and meanwhile i couldn't care if your boat does <laughs> eight and <laughs> 12 i'm like how'd it go yeah and instantly you went to i could do 46 i was like it means nothing it means everything i, was like, I mean was there any fish it means what happened yeah and it's it, 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 it we we're going different directions right away i was like okay i'm not even gonna ask what happens? Well <laughs> you can do forty six, great. Yeah, I'd run. How'd it run at trolling oh. speed is what I meant. Like, did it did everything go good? I can do forty six.
0: <laughs> yeah, Oh, I, oh this is something, you know, something like that the whole setup deal was when when I first got out the first time and I got it up on plane and I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, I open it wide open and I put take my hand off the controls grab on the steering wheel i'm falling off plane i'm like what's going on i'm like my controls when i would go full throttle and i let go they'd go right back to like idle in gear yeah and i'm like what is this isn't right so that was one of those things that was weird i had to kind of hold my hand on it yeah and uh it
2: happened to my it happened to the lund when when after they rebuilt it like when i first originally it was fine but after they did my rebuild on that 125 i had i, I couldn't let go i mean i usually just steered the boat put it down and went mm-hmm. but i had to keep i had to keep my hand on that i mean you probably know how to fix that we'll see like you got to tighten something up right
0: yeah what i ended up doing was i i got home and that was one of the things i took the controls out of the side of the the boat and yeah, I would just,
2: just used a bungee cord.
0: That, that, <laughs> that works, too. Strap up to
2: the bottom, pop it down, there you
0: go. Yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> hey, if it works, right? So I, I took the controls off the side, and I looked in there, and I said, oh, look, there's a little friction thing here. And I'm like, where do I get to the screw? And then I look on the other side that was easily accessible with a flathead screwdriver from the external. Yeah, I'm like, it was oh, from the outside. oh, I could right just there. take an, <laughs> half a turn, and it, it tightened it right mm-hmm. back up. But Okay that's how i learned and yeah. now i now i can do it because it was difficult at trolling speed cuz it either wanted to do 3 miles an hour or like 6 miles an hour i couldn't get that fine-tuned finesse in there
2: yeah I want to back down yeah
0: so i uh, mm. now that i have that everything everything was going good but you know it's just like it, you know i i'd say it's probably more common when you buy a used boat you got to work out these not necessarily little bugs, but little things that are set up not the way you want them. Mm-hmm. I ended up putting a four inch extension on my, my captain's chair. It, it sat so low that I'm like, I feel like I'm in a bass boat. So I took the base off the, off the uh, chair. I turned up a big giant plug and I smashed it in with our 50 ton press, and you wouldn't know the difference. And now. You have
2: a uh, single console? Is on that
0: one? Yes, it's just a side.
2: Just one side, yeah.
0: Just one side. But, anyways, that was my almost exploding on the lake story.
2: Yeah. I was a Amazing. spark away. Great. No fish, man. They're just not biting out there, huh? Well, I'm waiting they're for just... my
0: river to clear up. We keep getting four inches of rain in 20 minutes. You know, we've had like mm-hmm. three of them storms. It's It's been awful. Yeah. And, uh... I got to try to get one in that boat this year cuz you guys promised me great things.
1: Oh yeah, what did I promise you?
0: You promised me a new net?
1: No. <laughs> did I? I don't I know. I can't even I can't remember that either. I forget what it was.
0: Well, Todd said a $1000 cash. And and Did I? Oh, geez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can't I Can't remember good. that night. <laughs> We're going to have to listen, we're going to have to listen back to some podcasts to see what the wager was.
0: Right. But more or less is just like, just what I was kind of going, going here. I mean, but we went long on our stories was, you know, just like basic used boat setups, what to look for and, you know, what to largely, you know, I wouldn't say ignore, but, uh. You know, like I said, I, as soon as I tested compression, I knew that everything was going to be easy because anything from there on out it's just bolted on. Biggest thing is uh, finishing the job without getting distracted. I could teach you guys how to change fuel pumps.
1: Man, yeah. that would be a painful sitting for you, Andy, <laughs> <laughs>
0: because
1: it's going to take me a while.
0: It's gonna take you a while,
2: but uh, so you get to keep the attention that long. I'll be can like, do how, this about, at, how
1: about you can we do this do at trolling it? speed? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you do it, and then can we, we go do it go on, on the, the waters. Fish? Yeah, yeah. Can we? You just. I you could, could do it on the water. And then we'll go fish. Yeah, you could zip tie in a multi tool. I'm sure you could.
0: Yeah, I didn't even. I tore my boat apart. I didn't even have a zip tie on there. I had to rely on just the barbed fitting to hold. To, That's, to get me around, and then when I got back home, I was able to put a, a regular hose clamp on it. Survivor, man. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. But now I'm—I'm. I'm, that was my screw in the reed cage moment with my Yamaha. Now
2: and that new motor, yeah.
0: So this is the second Yamaha I've owned. First one that's actually on a boat. So. I owned a 50-horse 50, 50 Yamaha for about three months. Um, it never was on a boat. It was just on a motor stand. So, anyways. Hey, it's
1: a nice boat. You got to get it. It's, very a nice up in that. it's a it's a nice, It's a very nice boat. Certainly an upgrade on your other one.
0: I, I, I don't know if I want to after hearing all the bump board stickage and bumblebees and slimy Moss growing, gelatinous stuff.
1: Get out there and then fifty-five degree stuff. If I get, we'll be we'll be cozy.
0: Yeah, but she runs. All's well that ends well. Things are good. Trolling motor's hooked up. I took off that old Maxim. Put on my Tarova. Still learning how those. Hummingbirds work. I went from all the rants. That's Todd. Have you made a good transition?
2: Yeah, no, uh, I don't press any buttons.
0: <laughs> so, no, I you know, haven't made I, a good transition. I, no, I, no, I, mean, I, I didn't press <laughs> buttons on the
2: other one either. It's showing the fish, it's showing my GPS. That's what I want. So, doing good,
0: Vance. Have you been using that like auto chart thing?
1: No, I, I didn't know I had it until I came home from Canada. That would've been really nice up there. But uh Yeah, I mean I have I've used it on Chautauqua. i have no idea why, because pretty comfortable there, but uh it works. Pretty neat thing to have.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna look some more into that probably when I get the boat out again next June. I'm gonna look yeah, into that. That was a joke. Anyways, that's my story. Minutes. Probably awesome. 45 minutes, 40 minutes of fishing. Hitting it hard. Mm-hmm. I felt naked out yeah. there because I didn't have my 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 waypoints. Because around all my little lakes, I, I marked out the 12-foot depth contour in waypoints. And uh I did have three rods go off at once because I didn't have my twelve foot <laughs> waypoints. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I mean I hit something fierce. I hit I hit something really bad. I, I was I was thought I was gonna lose a bait. Whatever it was, it was solid. But, you know, it went from like fourteen feet to eight foot immediately. You just can't mm-hmm. get to them all quick enough. So anyways nice that's my excitement i was able to survive tell the story pass it on might help somebody
1: but absolutely all right you guys good good stuff yep good stuff yeah all right it was fun
0: big thanks to muskies inc join muskies inc be part of your local chapter be part of the greater good St. Croix Rods, Best Rods on Earth, Vix Marine Sports Center, Ranger Boats. I own two. I think they're great. Vance and Todd, they each own one. They don't own as many as me. So that just shows how good they are. There's four of them between the three of us. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com, Fat Z Musky Products. And I think that's all of it. Um, yeah. Enjoy this weather. Enjoy the bees because it's going to get cold. Good luck, Christian. Stay safe.